The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Good evening, everyone. We're going to go ahead and call this, sorry, sorry, call this uh, city commission meeting to order tonight. Uh, we'll get started tonight with a moment of silence and then Pledge of Allegiance. So if you would join me for that. I'm sorry, Commissioner. Um, so we'll start with a, a moment of silence. Thank you. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, next that will take us to roll call. Commissioner Yassasi. Present. Commissioner Ruppart. Here. 
Commissioner Lanier. Present. Commissioner Moody. Present. Commissioner Jones. Here. Mayor Bliss. Yes, and commissioners, can I get a motion to excuse Commissioner O'Connor tonight? Support. All right, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? All right, next up will take us to our interpreter. So if you're here tonight and you need assistance with interpretation services, we have someone who can help you with that. Uh, and I'll turn Thank it over. Go ahead. Thank you, Mayor, please. Good evening. We're pleased to provide a Spanish interpretation services this evening. This include interpretation during the meeting and for those who want to provide public comment. Buenas noches. Estamos complacidos de proveer servicios de interpretación en español esta noche. Esto incluye para aquellos que quieren proveer comentario público. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you. All right, next that will take us to our first opportunity for public comment. And this is public comment that is very specific to agenda items that we're voting on tonight. So a couple uh, rules for public comment period. We ask that you share your name, the city that you live in. Uh, we'll give you up to three minutes to speak. And on this first section, we ask you to be explicit about what action item that you want to speak to tonight so that we um, can refer to that in our, our minutes. Uh, so anyone here to be heard on an action item that we're voting on tonight? All right, seeing none, we'll close that public comment period. It'll take us to approval of the minutes. These are approval of our minutes from two meetings that we had, our regular session of the City Commission on November 9th, and then also our special meeting, which was our City Commission workshop uh, on November 10th. Can I get a motion? Someone support. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, it carries. All right, next that will take us to petitions and communications. Um, our first, first and only communication is received from Reverend L. Haystack regarding the climate crisis. That is received and filed. And next, oh, next that will take us to reports of city officers, and we have two items before us tonight. The first one is Comptroller's report for the period of October 27, 2021 through November 2, 2021 in the amount of $2,868,259.56. That is received and filed. And the Treasurer's report for the period of October 26, 2021 through November 1, 2021. And that is also received and filed. Next, that will take us to our consent agenda. So our consent agenda are items that we voted on earlier today in one of our standing committee meetings uh, where there was a unanimous vote. So tonight with one voice vote, we'll adopt those items. Commissioners, can I get a motion for the consent agenda? So moved. Support. All right, any questions or comments? All right. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, it carries. All right. Next, that will take us to ordinances to be adopted, and we have one ordinance before us tonight. Yes, it is a um, ordinance amending Section 1 of the Budget Ordinance 2021-13 for fiscal year 2022, Amendment Number 5. All right. Can I get a motion? So moved. Support. All right. Moved and supported. Commissioner Isasi, you want to tell us about this? Yes, thank you, Mayor. Um, this is an item that we voted on today in our fiscal um, committee. There are three items on this ordinance. Um, Department of Public Works. Um, the second is the Clerk's Department for a special re uh, election reimbursement from August. And the 61st Court, uh, Sobriety Court Expansion Program. Great, thank you. Commissioners, any questions or comments on that? All right, this is a roll call vote tonight. Commissioner Isasi? Yes. Commissioner Repart? Yes. Commissioner Lanier? Aye. Commissioner Jones? Yes. Commissioner Moody? Yes. Mayor Bliss? Yes, it carries. And commissioners, can I get a motion to give this immediate effect? So, support. All right, moved and supported. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? It carries. 
All right, next that will take us to our last opportunity for public comment tonight. Uh, so this is public comment on any other item. We ask uh, that you follow the same uh, rules, so that you share your name, the city that you live in. You'll be given up to three minutes to speak. We ask that you put your name over here on a clipboard so that we get it accurately written in our minutes. Um, again, we also ask that you uh, respect the meeting procedures. So a couple of those uh, are that we ask for no clapping or cheering as well. We ask you to refrain from swearing or cursing, name calling, or making derogatory comments. How you doing, everybody? My name is DeAndre Jones. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, correct a mistake that I made when I actually gave uh, Mayor Bliss a, a congratulations or um, some support. It was actually a letter that she sent, and there was two bills on that letter, so I'd like to make that correction because I said one bill. And uh, Michigan State University actually did that research to actually find out uh, the specifics. But... Um, I like to talk about some canvassing I did. So I went to the Black Hills because I've been going to the Grand Rapids Public School Strategic Planning Meetings. And uh, I want to be able to change the social economic status or just give them feedback or just, uh, just things that I like to see implemented into the school board, which is uh, esports, more uh, resources for uh, kids in special education because I was a kid that grew up in special education as smart as I am. Uh, I was definitely in special ed. I had a, a bunch of problems that I used to deal with as a kid, and it was hard to cope with those problems. But I made the best of it. I never made excuses for myself. And uh, I also gave them uh, resources and feedback to make the schools more sustainable, just because it's not a lot of sustainable schools. Um, and I want to be able to teach kids that usually are impoverished, because about 59% of the school kids that go to Grand Rapids Public Schools usually get expelled. And so those are majority African-American kids. And so... I've been talking to him just because I went and uh, knocked 100 doors or more in the Black Hills. I knocked every single door uh, in Walnut Apartments, which is up there in the Black Hills, and they don't get a lot of support. And so I asked them what did they want to see uh, with the school building just because that's something I want to purchase. I don't know if I am, but uh, I know they don't want to see affordable housing there. I know they want to see something that's actually going to make the property value go up with their homes. It's, I've met people that actually went to the Adelante High School who end up getting married and uh they want to see something in the community, activities for kids. The only thing that they have up there is uh, a park. They don't have a neighborhood organization up there or association up there. I actually really talked to about 50 people out of the 100 doors that I've knocked or more. And so um, I just want to say when people, somebody presents a project up there that we actually create real equity for people. If we want to talk about sustainability and changing the social economic status, not just for people now, but the next generation of kids, how are we going to do that if the property value up and these people might want to sell their home or they want to be able to create equity for themselves? They want to be able to know that their neighborhood is taken care of and there's not a lot of love that goes up there. And so I just asked the city commission as I've asked them, even if my project is not the project that goes up there, please don't just let it be affordable housing. Let it actually be something that people that actually live there, even people that stay in those apartments actually want to see that school turned into maybe another school or something else, maybe a theater. But I'm just saying just for just for people's well-being up there, because anybody will want their property value to go up to create equity for themselves if they sold their property. And so thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, DeAndre. All right. Others wish to be heard? Hello, <clears throat> my name is uh, Christian. I live in the third ward. Um, 
spoken plenty of times. Been gone the past couple weeks because of work. Um, just want to first start off by saying that it's just sad to continue to see the commissioners and the city commission ignore many of the pleas that come from many of the activists in Grand Rapids when it comes to the targeting of, of them by the police. And I'd also like to say my, or express my disappointment in the city attorney's office for continuing their witch hunt against many of the protesters um, that continue to be prosecuted, especially Vice President of JFBL, Donnie Santiago, and the two others who are in courts on felony charges, which I know you guys don't deal with, but the fact that we still have a Grand Rapids, uh, the police department that continues to continue those hunts on activists like they're, they're, they're disposable is, is crazy to me. Um, next, I'd like to talk about something that happens in my neighborhood every night. Um, recently, for some reason, I don't know if it's the city commission or the attorney's office or just Grand Rapids police by itself, but they've been deploying two units blocking off half the street and yelling through a loudspeaker into the late hours of the night because people want to drive down there or want to hang out at the park when they've done nothing wrong. I haven't had any... I've lived there for six, I mean, three, four months now, and I haven't had any problems with anybody down there. The only problems that I've had with GRPD yelling at people at three or four in the morning, waking me up from my sleep through loudspeakers, or when I approach them and take pictures of them so I have evidence of them blocking half the street and blocking six to seven houses, I have evidence that they're doing that. Because those residents shouldn't have to sit there and show their ID to show that they're residents there. What is this, a police state? They shouldn't have to show their ID to prove that they live at a residence. That's awful to me. <sighs> Secondly, obviously, defund GRPD. Um, their continued ignorance towards people, towards communities of color and communities where marginalized peoples live in is disgusting. Um, I'm glad that they dropped the charges against the young black man who was wrongfully arrested at McDonald's. And I find it disgusting that Chris Becker decided to continue to say that this was in the interest of justice, but the police did nothing wrong. And I'd also like to say, with the Kenosha uh, with, uh, trial going on, that last year we had armed vigilantes in front of our Rosa Parks marching around, and that could have easily, we could have easily had another case of Kenosha. You had armed militia, who ended up getting indicted for trying to kidnap the governor marching around Grand Rapids. We could have been another Kenosha, but I mean, you don't care, so. Others wish to be heard? Hello, my name is Shane. I am the Director of Research and Development for Justice for Black Lives. Um, I don't have too much to say today. You can only stand up here and say the same things over and over again before it starts to get to you, so. Defund the GRPD to the mandated 32%. Hold officers of the GRPD accountable for their violence against BIPOC community members and marginalized populations in general. Drop all charges against peaceful protesters. We started with one, that's great. Let's keep going, there's plenty more. I can think of six offhand. Reinstate call in public comment for all city meetings because accessibility is really important and we don't want to be a city that doesn't support diversity and ableism, right? 
um, declare a climate emergency and take action to achieve community-wide carbon neutrality for Grand Rapids by 2030. We want to stand in solidarity with the Grand Rapids um, Climate Coalition as well on that. They've supported us here at these meetings and we're supporting them as well. Um, it's kind of sad. I'm really discouraged by still coming up here every day, every week. I mean, I took some time off the last week because I just couldn't stand to see your faces, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Um, you can only look into blank, lifeless eyes for so long before you start to have no hope for humanity, so I'd rather surround myself with people who, you know, care about other people. Um, do better. Others wish to be heard? My name is Kirk. I live on stolen Anishinaabe land in the third ward of so-called Grand Rapids. I don't like coming up here every other week or so and telling you all that you're doing a bad job. <laughs> not fun. I'm sure it's not fun for you guys to hear that either. I'm sure that you're not enjoying this constant barrage of us criticizing your behavior as commissioners. And I would love to tell you all that you're doing a great job that you're helping our city, that you're investing in the community and the people believe that you are listening to them. But that's not true. You know, I, I, I've heard people make comments such as like, we just need more productive dialogue on this. We need more ideas from the community. But you've had the ideas of the community from day one you know that the community wants Grand Rapids Police Department to be defunded to the mandated 32%. And I'm not going to come up here and not say that just because you're tired of hearing it. You know, the police need to have their own liability insurance so that way, you know, <laughs> I as a taxpayer am not paying for the, the, the resulting um, legal battles of the Grand Rapids to Police Department. They need to be held accountable for their own actions. And I haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen any of you so much as make a public comment about the constant violence of the Grand Rapids Police Department, the targeted violence against black and brown community members. You know, if you want us to believe that you care and that you want to make a difference in our city, then we're going to have to see some effort put forth. <laughs> because I don't know what you guys do. I actually, I, a long time ago, I was trying to figure out, I was like, I want to be a more involved citizen. How do I figure out what these people in power are doing with their time and money? And I could not figure that out. And I spent a lot of time looking into you guys and trying to figure out what you do for our city. And I couldn't find any information. And I'm sure that you're doing stuff behind the scenes, but like when you're not commenting on brutalization in the city, when you're not commenting on the injustice that the system is constantly perpetuating, when all we hear is silence and blank looks from the people in power, people who are in a position to make radical change, change that could benefit everyone in the city, but that change isn't here. So what's stopping you guys? I'm genuinely curious because things should be different. Defund the GRPD Black Lives Matter.
Others wish to be heard? Hello, my name is Kyla Eddy, she, her pronouns from the third ward, 49507. Um, maybe maybe that'll help someone pay attention tonight. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I am a citizen, I have a t-shirt and everything. Because um, I don't know why, like Kirk was saying, why you don't listen to us, it feels like. Like, we come here week after week asking and, like, begging for you to, to help keep us safe. I mean... The, the black and BIPOC community is struggling and suffering so hard right now. The unhoused community is suffering so hard right now. The queer community is suffering so hard right now. And let's talk about the unhoused community. It's getting cold. I saw that you, that you said you're going to do some things. That's great. Are there anything that's non-religious based? Because we need something that's not also just a religious institution where people can feel safe that aren't religious, that have religious trauma. Um, police accountability, obviously we need that. Um, police own liability insurance so that, you know, like Kirk was saying, they're held accountable for their actions. Doctors have it. They put people's lives in their hands every day. I just had surgery the other month. My doctor had liability insurance in case something happened to me while I was under. Why don't these people carrying around guns have that same accountability? They have more deadly weapons than a doctor has. Um, I don't know what else to say. How, how do we how do we get you to listen? I I don't know. Do do we need do we need to increase the um, the health insurance for the for the city folks, the city commissioner folks, so that you can afford like hearing aids? I don't know. But all right, others wish to be heard. Good evening, my name is Rochelle. I live in the downtown district and I am the community outreach director for Justice for Black Lives. I'm here tonight to ask you all to please consider better accommodations for our unhoused population, at least during the cold months, but really all year round. It's not their fault they're out there. Um, we, Somewhere, we need somewhere they can bring all their belongings and feel safe doing so. That's human decency. We all get to put our belongings where, where we're staying. Um, somewhere free of worry about catching sickness because they're all crammed together on little cots. This has been possible in cities such as Kalamazoo and Detroit. Why not in Grand Rapids? Stop criminalizing being unhoused or misplaced because the honest reality is we're all about five decisions away from being in that same spot. Also, I would like to state that Grand Rapids needs to join the ranks of cities such as San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, Denver, and Washington, D.C. to not only set a goal to be carbon neutral by 2030, but to actively implement ideas and plans each quarter of each year until we are on top of this giant issue that is our climate and our earth, our home. I would like to finish by saying reallocate funds from GRPD to the mandated 32%. Put those funds back into the community 
and resources that we've been tirelessly asking for every other week and emails and phone calls we've been we've been reaching out and also i just want to say black lives matter thank you thank you others who wish to be heard hi um my name is grace i'm from the third ward um, so this is the first city commission meeting I've been able to come to in person. Um, I've watched every single one, probably multiple times. Um, but uh, just due to some time and logistical issues, I haven't been able to come here. And there's been a lot of things that I've wanted to say about a lot of different issues. Um, I really care about civic engagement. I think it's really important. Um, and I guess it's just been a little troublesome that while COVID rates are still going up, more cases are happening, people are still getting sick, that we don't have the call-on option. Um, I understand that it would probably take a lot longer, <laughs> these meetings, and I'm sure you're tired. I think we all are. Um, but especially for people that are usually, their voices aren't heard, people of color, um, people with disabilities, um, people who have multiple jobs, can't come here, people who don't have access to childcare, those are voices that aren't listened to usually and they deserve to be listened to. Um, and I just feel like it's a simple fix um, and an important one to make. Um, and I think that you guys asked for community input and I'm sure you hear from a lot of the same people a lot of the time, but there are voices that just can't be heard because of the way that this is set up right now. Um, Something else I would like to bring up um, is that uh, it was offered previously that um, you can still email if you would like to um, have your input heard by the commission. But um, as someone said previously, last city commission meeting, um, there is an aspect to this in which your voice is heard by the city. As a resident, I don't really have another way to do that where people watching this, people here, can hear my voice in a way that I couldn't otherwise. And I think that's really important for a lot of people. For instance, um, a couple city commission meetings ago, someone brought up policing contracts and that the police contracts for GRPD are being renewed this year. Um, and I wouldn't have known about that unless I heard that from somebody speaking during public comment. Um, and I've done some research into that. Um, and I found some pretty disturbing stuff. Um, I see I only have a minute left, but basically uh, GRPD, uh, their disciplinary records are wiped every two years. Um, and that's a policy that unfortunately a lot of cities follow. I think that that's something that city commission can advocate for. I know that uh, negotiations are really uh, not transparent at all. They're behind closed doors done by the labor office and um, the GRPO, but uh, I think that it's something that commissioners should really take um, the initiative on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. All right, others wish to be heard? My name is Donnie and I'm the Vice President of Justice for Black Lives. I live in the third ward. I'm coming here today to, de to continue with demands, the demands that we keep coming to do since we've been in person, since we've been in a call-in situation in a pandemic. That first demand is defund GRPD to the mandated 32%. I'll get into those details. Hold officers accountable uh, for their violence against BIPOC community members. 
by doing that, meaning giving them their own insurance, their own insurance policies that they have to come out of their own checks in order for them to pay for if the case of if they take a life of this community. Day after day, week after week, year after year, this community pays in taxes on the lives that are taken from GRPD. No more. I want to reiterate the fact that GRPD wastes funds on riot gear for, it, for peaceful protesters. I also want to reiterate a demand to drop the charges against innocent protesters because we currently have still pro six protesters under, under charges for something Anita Hitchcock and Mark Washington have to hold direct power over. Tell me why that's still a thing. We've come here week after week to tell you that we are peaceful protesters and, t and that you need to drop the charges, but yet, where are you in that conversation? Where are all of you in that conversation? We're being targeted and brutalized by police officers that stand in here week after week, and we have to come to terms with our PSD, PTSD in order to face those, face those emotions to come towards you and talk about this within three minutes. I come here to also declare a climate emergency. We're also facing a climate emergency. And for you to declare any type of climate emergency, that means you have to take those proper steps in order to uh, care for the climate. But currently, you're not showing any of the proper steps in order to care for the climate and or the environment around us, which is why the river is toxic, too toxic to where people are stopped fishing out of there. I also would like to talk about the safe night or, 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 or the safe night flight, this, this program that you're talking about uh, offering to the community. I think it's very disrespectful to offer this program to a community because it only proves that the city commissioners only wish to, instead of answering a problem, they just want to throw money at it. Tell me which, which of the community members that come, here, come in here or don't come in here have the education or resources to go towards those organizations, to get an organization, to get those funds. Tell me, Black Lives Matter. All right, others wish to be heard. Hi, I'm Mark, I'm from Grand Rapids. I would like to talk about this project that the uh, Grand River, the uh, <clears throat> these, this so-called Ride the Rapids project. Scrap it. No one cares. We're not we're not in Colorado. If they want if they want to ride some rabbits, they can go to the Colorado River and do it. Shoot, if I want to see bubbles in the Grand River, I can go to Meyer and get a case of Mr. Bubble and pull it in the Grand River. There's your bubbles in the river right there. It's a waste of money. It could be that money could be used for something else, something more important, something more valuable for the community. As far as people from the Voice for the Badge from a few meetings ago talking about mandatory ride-alongs, that's the stupidest idea I ever heard. 
If I want, if I want to go to Ryland's, I can go home and watch them every day. It's called cops. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. There was something several years ago about a little girl, trouble, a girl who was a teenage girl was, in, was a uh, constant troublemaker. And this city, I'm not going to tell you what the city it is. Their department has had her go on one of these mandatory ride-alongs. She ended up getting raped by the officer. Not good. And if they want some simulated weapons training, they don't need no simulated weapons training. They want weapons training, go to the military. They can train with real weapons. As far as shooting and safety and everything else. That's where you go. Simulated weapons ain't nothing but fake. Not the real thing. And they want more officers, hire, black, hire more black people, get more black people involved. Because that's the problem right there. You send individuals who know nothing about the community over there, and sometimes you wreak havoc, sometimes not. But you have to pair the, the people with the community, pair the officers with the people who live in the community. Thank you very much. Thank you. Others wish to be heard? Hello, I'm Andrew. I'm from Grand Rapids. Um, I want to talk about Cure Violence. It's to my understanding that this is a federally backed organization endorsed by the Biden administration, meaning it gets both state and federal funding. I wanted to research this organization and not just accept that it's evidence-based or that it's a good alternative to defunding the police. Upon researching it, I did find mixed reviews on how efficiently it actually cures violence. But what really concerned me was all the women I came across who came forward with sexual assault from their superiors. And it's multiple women, and the women were retaliated against, even fired from the organization once they came forward. There was a federal lawsuit pending against both the University of Chicago and the CEO of Cure Violence, Gary Slutkin. Unfortunately, even though there were multiple women who testified and courageously shared their uncomfortable experiences, the organization did their own internal investigation and played down the incidences. And this is the problem when you operate under the guise of nonprofit. These organizations are highly profitable and plagued with corruption. I urge people to go home and Google Bianca versus Cure Violence. I just wanted to clear my conscience of this. So if you don't look into this and something like this happens here, it'll be on you. Defund GRPD. There is no reconciling the public majority who would actually like to see systemic change in this city. You can't silence us. You can't make us go away. We will continue to grow and recruit more people until you meet our demands and defund these racist cops. 
drop all of the charges on peaceful protesters. Everyone is fully aware of the white supremacy, the racial profiling, and the political repression in this city. Black lives matter. All black lives matter, period. Not just when it's trending or you want to make a PR speech. Not when it's politically expedient. BLM is not just a slogan or a manipulation tactic to attract more business or profits. Black Lives Matter, 365 days of the year. Black Lives Matter every single fucking day. Okay, your time is up. Stop. Your time is up. If anyone curses again and does not respect the rules for this space, then I will recess this meeting or I will adjourn. I'm serious. People deserve to be in this space without feeling intimidated and they feel safe. Hello, <clears throat> I'm Emily Oxford. I'm from the second ward. Um, and uh, I guess I'll just start. At last week's meeting, towards the end of the public comment period, two people came up here and said something to the effect of, if people want things changed, they need to be more polite with the mayor and the commissioners instead of yelling at them. These kids, and by these kids, I believe they meant Justice for Black Lives and other local activist groups, these kids need to show more respect and work together with city officials. I ended up in the same elevator as them at the end of the meeting, and as politely as I could, I shared my thoughts. I said that we were not all kids, although many local activists are in their teens and early 20s, many are in their 30s and older, and many have kids of their own. I said that I am 28, and I have a master's degree, and while I am far from the most mature 28-year-old I know, calling me a kid is an insult to children. They said that regardless, we should stop acting like children and, get, and we would get things done if we would be nicer. I said I was frustrated with the aspect of culture that I have noticed, especially in terms of white supremacy in Michigan, and especially in my hometown of Grand Rapids, where people use a perceived lack of politeness as an excuse to ignore what others are trying to say. And we have plenty of reasons to be angry. An example that first sprang to my mind was over the summer, I attended a peaceful rally where cops in full body armor formed a wall to trap us against some scaffolding that was blocking the sidewalk. There were children and babies at the rally. It was intended to be a family-friendly event. Their parents held their children tightly while the rally organizers led us in a chant. There are children in the crowd. There are babies in the crowd. Only then, as nearby diners watched in shock, did the officers leave us alone. And this is just one example of police misconduct in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Peaceful protesters have been beaten at events by police, arrested over violation of a noise ordinance that is, it sounds almost magically unenforceable. Some changes have been made. Police funding has been reduced in some respects, but it's still not at the mandated 32% of the city's general fund. I am actually leaving Grand Rapids at the end of the month. I'm moving to Washington, D.C. for work. 
and I'm going to miss the city and I'm going to miss coming to these meetings. But I, the last thing I want to say is please do not dismiss local activists' anger. Listen to their anger, understand, and do what you can. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, others wish Hello, my name is Cindy Hicks. I live at 1049 Sheldon Avenue Southeast. Um, I'm not quite sure when my ward changed from the third to the first in my section on South Division, um, but I see that my commissioner is not here tonight, John O'Connor. Um, again, um, how can I say, I'm still waiting on a phone call from my commissioner, which I haven't received. It's been a few weeks now. Um, I also own property in the second ward and um, would love a phone call about my concerns. Um, I don't seem to get many phone calls back. Thank you, Snyder, for your call. And Reverend Nathaniel Moody, thank you for your return phone call. Um, I still have the same issues. Um, and actually more concern about how much power our special um, zoning committee has, um, especially when they say that things are finalized and there's not any way to appeal decisions. And um, one of the things I would like to see done when it comes to transparency is making sure residents in our community have notice. We should really get notice because, you know, there's a lot of single moms and people that are disabled that can't always make it to special zoning hearings to be heard about what they don't want in their community, like an operational liquor license from an employer that pays $10 an hour cash. Okay, I do have tax. That was my kid that got paid $10 an hour and wasn't put on a payroll. And I really don't want to see any more people in my community treated that way. And I'm very concerned about the, the vets, the house of vets that's going to be right across the street from an operational liquor license. That is highly concerning. Um, I'm sure Network 180, if they had input, would not agree. They, would, they didn't agree seven years ago to an operational liquor license, so I'm sure... Um, anyone funding mental health crises in our city would not think that's a good use of property in, a, in an area that is plagued with violence. And it will further attract police to our community that has already experienced lots of violence, including my own family. And, and I really think that, you know, when people want special variances that have huge impacts on communities, there needs to be like a large sign that gives the date and the time and location and can provide transportation to those not able-bodied to get there to be able to voice what kind of neighborhood. And I'd further like to see that the Community Development Black Grant Committee be reinstated so that more residents can have a say. Black Lives Matter. Thank you. Drop the charges. Seeing no others, we'll go ahead and close up public comment period, and I'll turn to my colleagues. So I'll start down here with Commissioner Moody. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, appreciate everything that we've heard tonight. Uh, you are being heard. Just know that. Thank you. Commissioner Jones? Thank you, Mayor. Just wanted to uh, wish everyone a very pleasant and peaceful uh, holiday weekend, or holiday week rather, Thanksgiving week. Yeah. 
Commissioner Lanier. Thank you everyone for the comments that were shared this evening. Um, I just want to thank Commissioner Isasi and um, Kirby Killingham for their um, service as co-chairs for the SAFE Task Force and to Asante for all of your work um, in preparation for tomorrow's pitch night. I'm excited. Um, it's been over a year, I don't know how long, since we had a pitch night in light of COVID and I'm excited for the number of organizations who have submitted their um, proposed pitches and excited to hear them on tomorrow evening um, and to see what comes of that. I know one of the benefits that come out of pitch night is the collaboration that happens um, across multiple organizations when they're in the same space, having conversations about the work that they're doing in the community. And so I'm just excited for that time tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Commissioner Rappert? Yeah, thanks, Mayor. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. I, I just want to thank my colleagues for the time we spent together last week um, looking at priorities. And for everybody that's here or watching, those slides are up on the website. I've shared them with a bunch of people, and they many of the issues that people are here speaking about are, are addressed fairly in-depthly. I was especially um, the issue of housing and, and homelessness in the city we got a really like multi-tiered level uh, update from staff so i encourage you all to take a look at that it was a fairly light day in terms of agenda but i am thrilled also that we approved 11, the potential addition of 11 acres of new park space in the city um, especially a, a big park on south division where there's not one that people can walk to so that's a pretty exciting thing so thanks everybody have a good night yeah thanks commissioner commissioner Isasi. Thank you, Mayor. Um, thank you, Commissioner Lanier, for bringing up SAFE. That will be tomorrow at Ottawa Hills High School. So thank you to GRPS for their partnership as well. Um, 18 organizations will share their ideas that they have. Um, so uh, yes, looking forward to being together in that space. Um, last week, um, city manager, mayor, Commissioner Lanier, we had the opportunity to sit in here and hear from um, like open house as it related to cure violence. Um, you know, this was something that I know has been discussed for many years and prior to me being on the commission. Um, I, you know, think that the Urban League uh, did an excellent job of identifying individuals to be those uh, connection points in community. Unfortunately, hearing some people's individual stories about violence in this community, um, but it was uh, a nice event. Thank you, Mr. Davis, for hosting that. Um, and the last thing I know was brought up tonight about um, the recent investment in Mel Trotter um, that we took took um, on our agenda and fiscal committee last week. Yeah, last week. <laughs> um, so that is a low barrier uh, uh, sheltering place. Commissioner O'Connor, I think, talked about it at our meeting last week. So there are not, I think that was brought up about the religious requirements, I would say. You know, that was something that was brought up by a number of commissioners last year and this year. So I do want to reiterate that that is not a requirement. Um, and so if anybody has any questions about that, I'm sure that some of us in city staff would be happy to talk about it. And I hope everyone has a good evening. Thank you. Thanks, Commissioner. I'll, I'll add before we go to city clerk that it also has space for people to store their belongings safely and locked up. And it'll be open and available during the day as a day center. Uh, city clerk? No, city attorney? No, city manager? <coughs> Thank you, Mayor. I too want to thank uh, thank you for the work that you've done today, commissioners, as well as city staff. This is uh, three 
meetings in a, in a row, and it took a lot of preparation for all three. Also, want to uh, acknowledge the approval of uh, 12 heavy vehicles that are being converted from uh, diesel only consumption to uh, alternative fuels with uh, uh, CNG and uh, that would be eight sweepers and four refuge trucks and that was made possible by a 1.5 million dollar grant um, from Eagle in which we uh, had matching requirements for that and also a uh, shout out to Mobile GR for the uh, signal mod, uh, modernization work at uh, 56 intersections. So thank you for your work. Thank you, City Manager. And I'll add, we talked this morning that that'll reduce carbon emissions. So with that, we'll adjourn. Have a good night.